The article is about a study that was done on influenza virus, and I think it's very relevant to coronavirus because it speaks to how viruses can affect your heart. And I know that this is not only relevant to influenza. I know for a fact that coronaviruses can affect the heart as well. The statements I make on this podcast are for educational purposes only. My statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. Therefore, the statements I make are not meant to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. All of the information I share is simply for informational purposes only. You should always consult with a licensed healthcare professional before you start taking a new vitamin, supplement, medicinal herb, or conventional medication. You should also get professional advice before you start a new exercise program or if you suspect that you might have a health problem. Knowledge is power. I hope you use the information I share with you to seek the best care for yourself and the people you love. Thank you for listening. The article is from newsmedical.net. I am going to include a link. It was published May 13th, 2022, which happens to be today. The article was actually reviewed by somebody who has a degree in biological sciences. It was written by Neha Mathur and reviewed by Danielle Ellis. Let's dive into the article and then I'm going to talk about my opinions and how I think this relates to what's going on now. Obviously, we we still deal with influenza, so it's relevant anyway. This is relevant for influenza, but it's also relevant for viruses in general because something that we call postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome, or POTS, seems to happen after people have been infected with various types of viruses, including coronaviruses and influenza. The article is called Direct Infection and Replication of Influenza Virus in Cardiomyocytes is a Primary Determined of cardiac pathology associated with severe influenza. So that was a really long wordy title. It's basically trying to say that the influenza virus can replicate or make copies of itself in heart cells and that can be a primary determinant like that can kind of indicate that the person is going to have some heart effects and all of that is associated with serious or severe flu infection. In a recent study published in Science Advances, researchers generated a recombinant influenza virus expressing microribonucleic acid or microRNAs expressed in cardiomyocytes to infect mice, which served as a model to study the etiology of influenza-associated cardiac pathology. So they intentionally infected these mice with a certain influenza virus that expressed some microRNAs in cardiomyocytes. Cardiomyocytes, muscular tissue of the heart. Cardiomyocytes are the cells responsible for generating contractile force. These cells are responsible for making the heart beat. So if you have a virus that's replicating in these cells, obviously it's going to damage the cells. And if it damages enough of the cells, it's going to have an impact on how the heart functions. So you can see how this type of infection might lead to some issues with the way your heart functions. And 
if you have enough issue with heart function, then that is not compatible with life, so you could potentially die. So here's the background on the study. Several studies have shown exacerbated cardiac dysfunction in patients with influenza. There is ample evidence showing that all patients who died due to influenza infection in the 1918 influenza pandemic suffered from severe cardiac damage. That's interesting because when we think of influenza, we think of a respiratory virus. So we would think that there's going to be damage to the lungs and that would cause death. But they're saying here that there is a lot of evidence showing that all of the patients who died from influenza in the 1918 pandemic actually suffered from severe heart damage, cardiac damage. Studies have reported a substantial increase in cardiac events every year during the seasonal flu, especially among those unvaccinated for influenza. Okay, the fact that they threw in this unvaccinated piece of wording just seems like they're still trying to push for mass vaccination, even though we know that this vaccine, the COVID vaccine, does not prevent infection. They say it prevents severe disease, but we know that these new variants are already less severe, and I'm a little worried about how honest they're being with the data and with what they're expressing as results. When I see terms like, especially among those unvaccinated, I'm immediately skeptical, but I'll continue. Back up a little. Studies have reported a substantial increase in cardiac events every year during the seasonal flu season, especially among those unvaccinated for influenza. However, it is undetermined whether the influenza virus directly intrudes the heart or damages cardiac tissue indirectly via systemic lung inflammation. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying, which is you think of influenza as a respiratory virus, so you would think that the lung damage is what would cause death, but they're saying it seems to be damage to the heart. In the absence of studies investigating direct heart infection in human and non-human primates, researchers have aligned with the current doctrine stating that cytokine storm from severely infected lungs results in cardiac dysfunction. So that is very interesting because I've heard a little bit about cytokine storm and how dangerous that can be. It's basically your own immune system, your own body's response to the virus actually ends up killing you. The host's response kills the host. It's like an over-exaggerated response. It damages healthy tissue. The body's own response to the virus can damage healthy tissue. And then there's the damage that the actual virus is doing as well. About the study. In the current study, researchers used interferon-induced transmembrane protein 3 deficient knockout mice. They infected them with the lab-engineered recombinant influenza virus that was attenuated for replication in cardiomyocytes but was fully replication competent in the lungs. Okay, they said a lot there, but basically they messed with this flu virus and they made it recombine in such a way that it would more readily replicate. It would make copies of itself more easily in the heart tissue, but it could also replicate itself in the lungs. They also infected wild-type mice with the recombinant virus and tracked its overall pathogenicity. They accomplished cardiomyocyte attenuation via the incorporation of two copies of target sequences for muscle-specific, or here, the cardiomyocytes, microRNAs into the nucleoprotein gene segment of the influenza virus. Its incorporation suppressed the replication of target RNAs in their subsequent degradation. The use of the NP gene segment allowed the generation of recombinant viruses while limiting reversion mutations.
mutants. The researchers used influenza virus strain A Puerto Rico 81934 H1N1 PR8 for regenerating the recombinant virus. This strain is a pathogenic mouse adapted virus that disseminates from the lungs to the hearts of those knockout mice and the control mice infected with the control virus. Furthermore, the team harvested the hearts of WT and IFITM3 knockout mice 10 days after infection. They used Masson's trichrome staining to perform a histological analysis of fibrosis. Likewise, they investigated signs of cardiac damage by measuring blood levels of heart-specific isoenzyme creatine kinase. So here were the findings. Both the recombinant and control viruses had almost similar replicative capacities in the absence of specific microRNA targeting. But the Puerto Rican recombinant virus was markedly attenuated in a mouse myoblast cell line, suggesting that targeting by microRNAs potently restricted infection of myoblasts. Overall, the novel recombinant virus was infectious, replication competent, yet attenuated in cardiomyocytes. The mice infected with the recombinant virus, you know, the Puerto Rico 8 micro R1, had significantly reduced heart viral titers, confirming cardiac attenuation of viral replication. Conversely, this virus replicated in the lungs and caused systemic inflammation and weight loss comparable to the control virus. Notably, the knockout mice with enhanced disease severity lost significantly more weight than the WT mice in infections with both viruses. The recombinant as well as control viruses induced similar levels of lung-derived inflammation. Accordingly, an additional cohort of knockout mice infected with either of the Puerto Rico viruses had similar levels of serum cytokines. A multiplex enzyme-linked immunosorbent assay, or ELISA, showed the same serum levels of interleukin-6, interleukin-8, tumor necrosis factor, alpha, and interleukin-1 beta in mice infected with both viruses. Moreover, the micro-mRNA-targeted recombinant virus caused fewer fibrotic lesions and cardiac irregularities in knockout mice. Similarly, fibrotic lesions in WT samples were minimal. Thus, cardiac attenuation correlated with lesser cardiac muscle damage and fibrosis following infections. While both infections were lethal in knockout mice, all WT mice recovered from infections with both viruses. Although viral replication in cardiomyocytes contributes to lethality in knockout mice, cardiomyocyte infection is not the only cause of death. Overall, recombinant viruses decoupled the impact of systemic lung inflammation from influenza-associated cardiac dysfunction. So the conclusions. The study demonstrated that influenza-associated cardiac pathology required direct virus replication in the heart. Several key questions are yet to be addressed, such as the mechanism governing the virus spread from the primary site of infection to the heart or other extrapulmonary sites, understanding the direct and indirect effects of respiratory viruses in extrapulmonary tissues will remain critical for combating these pathological diseases. More importantly, learning the clinical manifestations of influenza virus-induced cardiac infection in humans is crucial, especially in individuals individuals carrying harmful IFITM3 single nucleotide polymorphisms. Interesting. So basically, they proved with this study that in order to have those terrible heart effects,
effects the virus has to actually be replicating in the heart tissue, but they don't understand how the virus, if it is a respiratory virus, is able to infect all of these other tissues. And initially, I thought that that was something that was unique to coronaviruses, that they not only infected the nasal passages and the lungs, but that they were able to like infect the brain and the heart and all of that. I thought that was something unique to coronaviruses. I thought basically the flu kind of just stuck around in the respiratory tract, but now we're seeing that all of the people who died from the flu had serious heart effects from it. So I'm reluctant to even call it a side effect. I don't know why we call it a respiratory virus when it can clearly infect other body systems. I think it's really interesting. I am thankful that they are continuing to put out this information, but it still concerns me that they're like messing around with these viruses, including the flu virus, and like creating special forms of the virus and infecting these mice with it. And it's like, we already know that if this is something that could potentially infect humans, it will, because their practices and safety protocols are just horrible, horrendous, embarrassing when you look into it, that they're actually doing all of this stuff and we're over here trusting them and trusting the information they get. Meanwhile, when you look into how they're going about collecting this data, it is downright sloppy. There's that, but at the same time, I do appreciate information, so this is interesting. It gives me a new way to look at viruses in general, and it makes me let go of the line of thinking that this virus is infecting this one body system, and that's pretty much what we need to look at. I think from now on, anytime I have a cold or flu or COVID or anything like that, I'm going to pay extra special attention to my my heart health. That's something that I want to look into further, and as I learn more about it, I'm going to share it with you. Thank you very much for listening to Path of a Green Witch podcast.